Hello, everybody. Welcome to the world's greatest Spider-Man podcast. Here comes the Spider-Cast. I'm your co-host, Michael. And as always, I'm joined by... Joshua Mervell, and today we are going to be watching yet again three episodes of the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. That's right, and uh, I know that our reviews for these cartoon episodes have been less than enthusiastic lately. Do you think the actual quality is dropping, or is it just that we're getting tired of the show in general, or what do you think? No, I, I definitely think it's the quality of the show. Um, the ideas that they've got for it, I think, are pretty fun and really big. There are these like huge cinematic uh, uh, masterpieces on paper. But unfortunately, with the the low budget, the the constraints with animation, it just doesn't work. <laughs> they right. they're not they're not great. Uh, it's definitely much better when it's a small story about Spider Man and and his friends and foes, and we're kind of like keeping it a little bit small. Um, this first episode we're going to talk about isn't too bad i guess mm -hmm. but then the last two we're going to talk about just kind of go off the rails so um do you want to just like jump right into yeah to, okay okay so uh the first one we're going to be talking about is season five episode eight the return of hydroman part two <laughs> we got a squish yeah, yeah we got to squish as many words as possible into the title um okay so kind of recapping what's been going on in the show so far um mj for a while went missing and then she reappeared again um her and peters kind of like got back together they got engaged they got married um and then hydro man shows back up at some point and then kidnaps mj because he's in love with her and then uh there was like this huge like battle this conflict happening on like a um oil rig out in out in sea out at sea and the cliffhanger that we're left with is uh spider-man looks like he's about to die at the hands of hydro-man and mj ends up saving uh, him by blasting hydro-man with water powers of her own mm -hmm. so that's kind of where we're picking we're actually not kind of. This is exactly where we're picking up uh, <laughs> up this episode. Um, so Spidey is able to uh, quickly recover, grab MJ and the Black Cat, and they swing off of this um, this thing. Black Cat kind of says her goodbyes to Peter, or she doesn't know it's Peter, but says goodbye to Spider Man, and she says that she's in love with Morbius and. She's going off to Transylvania to go help him and Blade do vampire shit. Uh, and then MJ returns because she's been missing for a little while after being kidnapped. So everything seems fine. Uh, they're worried about her and like how like what exactly happened. So they bring her. Peter brings her to Kurt Connors, who does some hypnotherapy science baloney on her to kind of figure out what's been going on and we kind of get some recaps of her visions i think that's been that have been happening throughout like she's being kidnapped by pirates and a clown and mm -hmm. she's like 
imagining her wedding and everything. Like there's all of these things happening and uh, we're kind of seeing bits and parts of it as they're doing these studies on her. Um, and then uh, we see Hydro Man is like talking to this guy who we don't know who it is yet. And Hydro Man and him are kind of like arguing a little bit. He's doing blood samples on Hydro Man to figure out what's going on with him. Hydro Man leaves to try and figure out where uh, Peter and MJ are so he can kidnap MJ again. And he goes and spies on Aunt May, who is gossiping about what Peter and MJ are doing. And it turns out that they're going to the same bridge that she fell off of and went missing to hopefully kind of jog her memory of what happened. So while they're there, Hydra-Man obviously shows up. Uh, they somehow get knocked into the water. I believe MJ like pushes Hydro-Man, like tackles Hydro-Man off of the bridge and they both end up in the water and Spidey can't figure out where she went. She's kind of like disappeared into the water. So uh, Spidey starts kind of uh, trying to remember her visions and her dreams that she's been having and then try and piece together what actually happened. And this is some real nonsense, if I'm being quite honest. This is where the episode really falls apart. It's like we see a pirate ship on the water that is it's a it's a restaurant that's pirate themed. Mm -hmm. So he goes there and starts talking to the guy about um about MJ, he's like, oh, yeah, I saw her once. She was soaking wet and I offered her some clothes. And and then, you know, she she was gone by the time I turned around. Uh, so then he keeps going. He sees a, 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 a bakery and he's like, oh, this must this must have been why she was dreaming about uh, uh, the wedding because she smelled our wedding cake that we bought from here. And then finally he goes where would a clown be? Hmm. Oh my God. A toy store. So he walks into this toy store where a toy robot just like forms and starts attacking Spider-Man. And because he's fighting this giant robot, walls are being destroyed and he finds the secret base that I guess is in a toy store. Mm -hmm. So he goes down there and investigates what, what's going on. He sees Hydro Man and MJ are down there and MJ turns into like her water form and is battling Hydro Man. And for some reason, MJ is blasting him and he's not able to kind of reform into his like humanoid body. He's having a hard time keeping, uh, keeping form. So it turns out that the scientist that has been helping him is actually Miles Warren who we know f uh, from the comics as the Jackal or the man who cloned Gwen Stacy. Mm -hmm. And we find out that um, he has been obsessed with cloning and he heard on the news from the Daily Bugle that uh, Hydro Man was able to kind of create forms from nothing. So he decided to go somewhere where Hydro Man recently was and take a sample of his body i guess like the the fluid the water that was left behind and he was able to use that to replicate that and um clone people that are made out of water so uh well, clone, 
Make clones made out of water, you mean, right? Not clone, not clone people that are already made out of water. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> you have to be specific. Right. <laughs> so he brings back Hydro Man, who has since died. And um, Hydro Man says, I'll continue to work with you as long as you bring back MJ as well. So both MJ and Hydro Man are clones of the original Hydro Man and MJ. I'm not sure how they got the DNA of, of MJ. They kind of just brushed past that, mm-hmm. really. But uh, they were able to do that. And it turns out that it's extremely unstable. And that's why Hydro Man isn't able to go back to his original form. Mm-hmm. And it's like rapidly happening. And the same thing is happening to MJ. So, uh, I mean, everything kind of just falls apart. And uh, Hydro Man is destroying this underwater base that is also inside of a toy store. Mm-hmm. Uh as he's like dying and MJ rapidly starts like deteriorating as well. So it pretty much the lab explodes and Peter's able to get away at the end and Hydra man and MJ are no longer around. Um, and then we do get a little bit of a stinger for next episode where um, Madam Webb shows up and takes Spider-Man away. Mm. So then we know secret wars is coming because Madam right. Webb was in every issue of secret wars Anyway, right. um, okay, so first of all, there's a lot of ideas here, and I don't yeah. know why they chose to combine them in this particular way, you know? Yeah, it's strange. Um, like, it's surprising. Kind of, it's surprising yeah. that they did MJ's clone this way, but anyway, what were we going to say? Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. They took Gwen Stacy's... Uh, story and gave it to MJ both mm-hmm. now and like earlier on when she died on the bridge so instead mm-hmm. of killing Gwen they kind of got rid of MJ for a little while and then when they brought Gwen back it's still Miles Warren but he's now bringing MJ back through Hydro Man powers it's pretty interesting um, I do actually kind of like the idea of him using Hydro Man as a way to clone people with the water because for some reason that like water mutation is able mm-hmm. to like take a form of somebody so that's that's kind of clever and that's enough like bs science for me to believe it you know what i <laughs> right, mean like right. it's like okay that those kind those two concepts kind of go together fine sure um but it i think it really falls apart when it's like Peter trying to piece together MJ's dreams and they don't really have anything to do with what's actually going on. It was just kind of like a, it's, it's almost like they came up with the dreams first and they were like, Oh shit, what are we going to do with this? Uh, I don't know. We'll write in a bunch of like bullshit places that MJ went. So Peter can kind of follow that story. And it's like, why did she remember the pilot? I don't know. It just didn't make any sense. How did she end up at the toy store? You know what I mean? How is right. the toy store connected to this underwater lab, even though it's in the middle of the city? Like, it doesn't really make any sense. And it's just kind of there to explain away the dreams and give see, Peter something to do in this episode. Yeah, the way I see it is usually when you have a dream or a vision or a flashback of something that's kind of outlandish, the explanation is usually either like mundane or it's kind of like the opposite of what you'd expect but in this case like this pirate ship this this pirate themed restaurant it's just stupid because 
yeah. it itself is ridiculous, right? It's not like it's a common everyday thing. Like, let's just say, um, I'm trying to think of, like, right now in 2022, there's not really culturally themed anything I can think of. Like, like I know that when I was a little kid, there used to be a giant pirate ship in the uh, McDonald's. But, like, those kind of things don't really exist anymore. But, like, if you found out she went to Disney World, and at least it would be tied into something where the audience would go, oh, I get it. But there isn't pirate-themed restaurants, right? No. <laughs> so and that's it- it also seems like they came up with ideas that would be like crazy dreams. Right, right, right. Instead right. of like coming up with a plausible way for Peter to figure out what's going on. Like it's right. all through, like I've never had a dream and been like, I need to go figure out what the hell actually yeah. happened to me. Good point. I, I got to trace my entire life back to this moment. And it's not like, it's not like, like things were like coming true from the dream dreams or she was like remembering right. more and more it was just kind of like i'm having these recurring nightmares and they just obviously jumped to the conclusion well that's gotta explain what's going on around here yeah good point um, good point but I, yeah i i i like the beginning and the end of this episode a lot um i think it's a clever way to do this clone gwen stacy clone stuff mm-hmm so here's the thing. I've, I've watched every episode of the show so far, but my memory's a little foggy. Did Peter not marry Mary Jane? He married the clone of Mary Jane. So now he's not, they're not married. Like he's not married then. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I, just, I guess so. I just yeah. wanted to be clear about that. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's strange. Um, I apparently they weren't planning on this being the end of the show. Right. Okay. Um, so I don't know if possibly they had more planned later on. May- I I can't remember the the finale. So maybe MJ comes back. I know that they kind of hinted at it with um, Madam Web at the end of this episode that right. like this whole Secret Wars thing is the key to bringing her back somehow. Because we also, you also have to remember too, we know that Green Goblin isn't dead. He's in another dimension whispering to Harry Osborn, right? So we can assume that MJ is in the same place. Right, right. So I guess we'll see what's happening. Maybe when she comes back, she'll she'll just be like, yeah, okay, we can, we can pretend that we got married and the marriage certificate is still there. I'm still MJ. Sure, sure. So yeah, I'm not, uh, not exactly sure, but. Yeah, it's it's a really clever way to do it. I think it's I think what's uh really great about it is that they, that they didn't try to make Miles Warren this like shoehorned in love interest that's obsessed with MJ. They right. took a character that's already been established to be mm-hmm. in love with MJ, which is Hydra Man, and then like kind of bring him into this story. And I think they did it in a pretty clever and interesting way. Mm-hmm. Um because yeah, we haven't had this time to establish that this cloning guy is obsessed with her, like we like we got in uh, the comics with with Gwen. Not that we really got that much backstory for that, but um, yeah, yeah. I thought this one was pretty fine, um, especially compared to a lot of the other episodes that we've been watching in the season that have been kind of like not so great. Well, I guess it gets extra points for not having the kingpin. Right? <laughs> right. Not having that whole base on top of that building and everything like that, that seems to be in every single episode. So I'll give it points for that. 
But overall, yeah, it turns out that he's hi- hired Miles Warren to create a clone army for him right, or something. Right, right, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this yeah, this episode wasn't great, but it was okay. But the same cannot be said for the ones that are about to follow. So Oh boy. Yeah. So you're going to tackle uh, the next episode? Yeah, I'll tackle part one, um, okay. although I probably will need help. Um, <laughs> okay. So we're going to review Spider-Man Season 5, Episode 9, Secret Wars. Oh, wait, just a minute. It's just loading here. Part okay. 1, Arrival. Okay. So <laughs> right. for those that don't know, Secret Wars was a huge selling comic in 1985-ish, 84-85. It was apparently the best-selling comic um since the 60s so it was a huge seller however it was critically panned uh, yeah panned we reviewed it in our show and becca hated it so much she said she said that if she ever you know i can't remember how she worded it but she hated it she hates jim shooter (laughs) Um, she hates the beyonder yeah she hates the beyonder we all hate the beyonder so some major differences uh in this cartoon are in the, in the comic books, basically all the Marvel superheroes and villains get transported to a place called Battleworld. They encounter a voice, not a person, but a voice of the Beyonder, and they fight for 12 issues, the end. There's no story. In this version, it's Madam Web that's working with the Beyonder, and then we find out that her and the Beyonder are kind of both mystical science, science Yeah, she's beings. like working for him or something like that, right. and... It's not clear in these two episodes what their deal is and why they're working together and right. what the actual plan is here. But it it this whole time we've had Madam Web kind of building up Spider-Man that this huge thing is about to happen. You're going to save the world. You have to be a, a true hero so you can save humanity. And it's like just some like rich snobby uh, God. <laughs> who's like trying to have some fun i guess like it's it's strange i think it if you just had it as the beyonder it would be fine because yeah i can like it's it's fine i can buy the the like maniacal god that's just trying to have fun with his toys and make them battle each other that works but it just it's really strange that she's in on it yeah there's no reason for it yeah um like we said earlier, the Beyonder in the comics is a voice. Here we see him in a suit that resembles one of the suits he wore in Secret Wars 2. But instead of just making him, like giving him the classic 80s kind of hair, they've added a goatee and like sideburns for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why, but I don't really like this look, but whatever. And like ho- hair horns. Like yeah, they kind of like point- scoop up like Wolverine Stupid. and right. it's strange. Pointless. So anyway, so basically Beyonder explains to Spider-Man that they've been studying other cultures or other planets, right? And and Earth, what do they say that makes Earth unique? Is that... There's like good and evil. Good and evil, right. And they find this planet that is completely good. Oh, yes, <laughs> With yes. no evil, right? So... And then, okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah it's strange. It's, it's similar to the other Secret Wars in that um, he takes a bunch of villains mm-hmm. um, and puts them on this planet to make it to introduce like evil into the world, I guess. So he takes uh, Doc Ock, Dr. Doom, um, Alistair Smythe. He takes the Red Skull, 
the lizard, and one more, right? Who else was it? Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Um, Smythe. Hold on. Oh, man. We should know this. Maybe it's just, maybe it was just those ones? Uh, well, Dr. Doom. I'm sure the listeners Ock. are really enjoying this part of the episode. Yeah, but I can't we're just kind of thinking about we'll what's get, going on. We'll get to that later, but yeah. Yeah. So, but um, basically, um, yeah, so. <laughs> he, yeah, he introduces these villains into this world that is like a utopia. Mm-hmm. There's no evil. And then he puts, after putting them there, he fast forwards time a year from then. Mm-hmm. And the entire planet is like a post-apocalyptic land. Right. And uh, before sending Spider-Man there, he says you can bring a bunch of heroes. Right. Uh, from Earth with you onto this planet to try and save it, I guess. There's not really any like goal that's been given it's kind of just like we want to see who's gonna win good or evil right and spider-man says well it's not fair so i have to get some help basically i think that's how it happens right yeah and so he so, decides oh he go ahead yeah uh he he decides to bring in a bunch of heroes that he knows so to kind of counter dr doom he brings the fantastic four and he knows captain america fights the red skull so he brings cap and then um, I think he's like, oh, uh, there's one there's one more uh, spot I've got left. Or Iron, he brings back Iron, Iron Man. Iron Man, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, oh, there's one more spot on the team. So I'll just bring a random X-Men, I guess. Uh, how about Storm? Right. <laughs> she Maybe she can charge some batteries later on or something. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So then those four, five, six heroes... Seven heroes. Seven total. Yeah, yeah which we should like point out here. We should point out that at the time, Fantastic Four had their own their own cartoon. So did Iron Man. Yeah, and so did X Men, but uh, Captain America did not. Avengers did not. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah I guess so. Because yeah, there's not real. Well, I guess there's some Avengers, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. They it, it really does kind of feel like they wanted to bring in a bunch of heroes from other cartoons, and yeah, that's pretty much absolutely. what they did. They just tied in the other cartoons, yeah, yeah. which is why they were um, Storm. Yeah, and that's pretty much what happens in this episode, right? Like they, oh, sorry, mm-hmm. they also that's only the first half of it. Oh my god! So they <laughs> they go down to the planet, and then they there's like this secret base that they go to, and they're fighting these giant earthworms that have metal skin and shoot laser beams from their eyes mm-hmm. and uh they save kurt connors from one of these uh uh worms and it and mm-hmm. spider-man kind of steps up and is able to kind of be the leader of this group so which makes uh, no sense but anyway well madam webb said <laughs> madam webb said he's yeah. got to be a hero so uh-huh. um and then like through all of this, they were able to save Kirk Connors, and at the same time, they were able to um, get rid of the lizard part of his brain, and he's able to like be Kirk Connors in the lizard body. So the lizard is now on their side and a good guy, and is 
really just Kirk Connors in 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 the lizard form. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's where this one ends off. It is insane how much happens in this episode. Oh, oh, I forgot the best part. I forgot the best part. After Kurt Connors uh, wakes up, the first thing he does is he walks over to Spider-Man and he goes, hey, Spider-Man, what do you got in your hand? Spider-Man goes, well, it's some kind of recording device I found. I'm going to record this entire battle and everything that happens here so that way this war can never be a secret oh oh my god i forgot about that that was so bad (laughs) so i guess that's why it's called secret wars in this cartoon so well oh my god i I just gotta pipe in quickly and say the comic version the reason it was called secret wars is because as they did back in those days they would interview kids and find out what they were interested in and what words they like to use that's how he-man uh. came up with power all the kids said i want power i want power so they came up with i have the power right and secret wars was they kept saying oh we like secrets and we like wars okay we'll call it secret wars why is it a secret <laughs> war we'll figure that out later so the 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 toy uh the toy secret wars figures were fairly well designed um uh figures you know like the same as mm. the superpowers but not as not as good but they all came up with, um, was it shields? And the shields all had those weird uh, plastic patterns where if you turned it one way, it was one thing, if you turned it the other way, yeah. Cool. And like, I think they had images behind it. I don't remember. But anyway, right, that, right. Was, that was the gimmick. So anyway, hmm. this is crap. Um, <laughs> I, first oh, of all, man. I, I just got to say that I, I haven't seen the Fantastic Four cartoon since I was a kid. I particularly hated the characterization of the thing. I thought he was really annoying. Yeah. What, what did you think? Yeah, he he was very different from the comics. Like the comics, he's he is like really kind of gruff and right. you know a uh, 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 tough guy. But right. in this one, he's kind of like a he reminds me of like the mob boss's like right hand man. You know what I right. mean? Like the, that like big goon like there's no uh there's no character to him besides wanting to fight in clobber uh yep ben is actually like a really soft soul who has like this crusty out uh, exterior which is Mm -hmm. obviously like a hint to his uh powers Mm -hmm. right so it's yeah it's a little bit of a bummer seeing him in this um i'm not sure sue storm said a single thing this episode uh same with reed really i I think he said some science stuff maybe later on but Mm -hmm. it's so strange uh how they did this um it really should have just been um it should have been the Beyonder taking all of these heroes and villains and throwing them on the planet or whatever exactly, it was. Exactly. And then Madam Web is being like, see, I I told you that this was going to happen in the future. And all of these heroes are at wits with each other and they're fighting, but they need to band together to face the bad guys. So this is what Madam Web has been talking about. You need to step up and be the hero and the leader that this team needs, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And then that's what happens. But no, it's this weird thing where it's like a character selection screen where Spider-Man is talking to like an, a computer, uh, asking him to like pick out different heroes. And he's like, 
the computer just somehow has pictures saved I know, I know, of all the yeah. heroes and then even he's like hmm, maybe an x-men and then all of the x-men characters are just kind of like flashing on the screen like which one do you want to mm-hmm. choose mm-hmm. it's goofy but well the, uh, the other thing too is if they wanted to tie in like they only used one x-men character okay that's fine but if they wanted to tie in ff but not in, ha- give everyone lines why not just have the thing and johnny storm maybe and then mm. bring in someone else. Like I think the Silver Surfer had his own cartoon. Yeah, right. I think he did. Throw him in there, and then throw in a wild card. Like throw in someone we've never seen before, like Thor or anybody. Somebody, right? yeah, yeah, for sure. And like, it would also it. it would also make sense that Reed wasn't there because then they would need Kurt Connors to do all of the smart stuff because he's right. the scientist of the group. Right. So when he turns, it makes sense. But like. Kurt Connors character is pretty well I guess you could argue that Miss Fantastic's character is pretty moot in this like it doesn't make any sense uh, for him right. to even be there because he doesn't really do any of the sciencey stuff right, um, right, right it's really kind of just Kurt and uh, Iron Man Tony Stark does uh, some mm-hmm. science stuff too um, well we've also mentioned this before yeah. but I'm not a fan of the Iron Man's voice even though I'm a huge fan of Robert Hayes from the airplane movies I don't think he's appropriate as Iron Man at all <laughs> um and I don't, yeah. I'm just I'm just looking through the other like Dave David Hayter as Captain America totally inappropriate if you ask me I don't know I'm just you know I'm just going through the voices here I didn't really like any of them yeah I mean I think things voice was good I love Kurt Connor's voice okay uh, I, I think that it has like it's not a British voice, but it has this kind of like distinguished British actor feel sure. to it, and yeah. I love seeing it on, like coming out of the the lizard's mouth. We've mm-hmm. we've seen right. it before when he's Kurt Connors, but I don't know for some reason it fits so well with the the lizard. I really like that. I do agree. Um, yeah, it was nice. That, yeah, and and by the way, I'm pretty sure in the Secret Wars comic, I think the lizard. Did the same thing. I, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. Yeah, but... I'm kind of thinking about that too. Where yeah, he, he they I think even the Beyonder thought he was a bad guy at the time and put him with the bad guys, right, or something right. like that. I think so. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while since we read that. I've tried yep. to uh, block out Forget as much it. as I could. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. So yeah, it, do you want to just jump to the next one because yeah, um, then we can talk yeah. about them both. Yeah, we can kind of just yeah. Okay. Uh. Hold on, just one second. I'm gonna no pull, problem. pull this one up. Uh, okay, right. So, and, I, and I'll say one more thing. I originally, when we started to review this cartoon, we did the first episode, and then the second time we reviewed the cartoon, I was gonna jump to this, but then I decided, you know what? How about instead we review every single episode of the show first, and that's what we did. So, yeah, we yeah. pretty much did. I, I, yeah. We definitely um, skipped some episodes, but we ended up watching them on our own anyway. So yeah, it all evens yeah. out. So yeah, the, the oh man, this this one is rough. So bear with me on the recap of this one. Right. But it this episode actually starts off with Morbius and Blade running through a castle, and they're fighting this vampire who's Blade's mother, I believe. And it looks like Blade and Morbius are about to be defeated. When Felicia Hardy, Black Cat, shows up and uh, saves them. 
And as they're kind of like making their escape and Blade and Morbius are free and fighting back, Felicia ends up feeling strange and then she just vanishes into thin air. And it turns out that the scientists on, I guess we'll call it Battle World, Mm -hmm. uh, have figured out a way to bring people from Earth uh, to Battle World to help them out. Mm-hmm. And um, they chose only one person to bring, and it's Felicia Hardy's black cat. <laughs> uh, Makes perfect sense. Yep. Yeah. Nobody else um, was invited. Not, you know, Professor Xavier, mm-hmm. maybe, or Wolverine, or no, it's. <laughs> black cat spider-man's ex-girlfriend <laughs> uh, it's so stupid and mm-hmm. uh so there's this plan that's going on where the inhabitants of this planet um have kind of formed a rebellion and they plan on charging dr doom's uh layer oh, sorry not dr doom the Fantastic Four have gone off by themselves and are mm-hmm. fighting Doctor Doom. So they're not really in this episode a whole lot. Um, but <laughs> uh, so there's a rebellion is going on and they're going to fight the Red Skull. That's who it is. The Red Skull and Alistair Smythe are working together and they're going to go charge that base and take back their uh, their planet. And uh the, our heroes are teaming up with this group and uh, the rebellion is kind of like in a hurry because it's been a year and they've been they, they're finally strong enough that they think that they can take these guys. So they want to get this fight going as, as quickly as possible. But the heroes have their own plan where they're going to infiltrate it from the back way mm-hmm. to uh take them by surprise and like take down the base and i'm not really sure why they had to like go through the desert and like through this like long uh path just to get to the back of the building when the other guys are at the front and they didn't have any problem at all getting there but uh <sighs> I don't know. They Iron Man's suit doesn't work properly because he's running out of juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider Man thinks that Black Cat and Captain America are falling in love because they're both they both have the Super Soldier Serum, and we get like another recap of what's going on with with her and her backstory. Um, we see that Doctor uh, Octopus is hired by the Red Skull to finish building these giant Skull Slayer robots. And Alistair Smythe realizes that Dr. Doom and Red Skull are going to turn on each other once this deal is done. So he's kind of like worried about what's going on. And he ends up teaming up with the heroes when they event they, they eventually climb up this cliff to get to the backside of the Red Skull hideout. And um, he helps them hack into the robots to disarm them to save the rebels. And that's it, right? Oh, also, Felicia Hardy wants revenge for the Red Skull because he killed 
her father. So she goes off and then the heroes have to run after her and, and save her. And then uh, Spidey and Felicia kiss, which is going to be awkward when MJ comes back in two episodes. And then we see Morbius and Blade at the end are back on Earth. And they're like, what happened to Felicia? And Morbius is like, she's fine. We have this connection. I know she's going to be OK, I guess. So they don't even really care that she's gone. Yeah, this one was such a mess. Um, there are well, s- so many things that I think are really interesting about this episode. Like, I like the alien group having this rebellion and the heroes having to, like, work with them. And the, like, politics behind that is super fun. But then they just go on this desert adventure for mm-hmm. half of the episode where they're walking. And it doesn't really make any sense why they're doing that instead of, like, coming up coming up with an actual plan to take on the base they're walking the entire time to get to the back of the base to infiltrate it and when they do infiltrate it they show up they shoot everything and all the bad guys run away and they the robots are just uh destroyed like there's no actual like conflict that happens right um i don't know yeah it's a bummer of an episode well okay number one why are Blade and Morbius involved in this, right? There's no reason. Why are we back on Earth? Uh, you know, okay, now, speaking of being back on Earth, Secret Wars was not on Earth, so this shouldn't be. But the reason I never liked Secret Wars is because, and this is what it comes down to, you take all of the Marvel superheroes and all the villains and you take them out of Earth and you put them on Battleworld. If that's what they're going to do with the next Avengers movie, it's going to be a piece of shit because I don't <laughs> care about what happens on Battle World. Just like I don't care about what happens to the Hulk on what's that gladiator world he goes to? Oh, Sakaar. Whatever. Yeah. Um, the reason Crisis was so much better, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, is because everything that happened had consequences for DC, for the DC mm. multiverse, for DC characters like... You saw the Teen Titans protecting New York. You saw, you know, waves of antimatter destroying Metropolis yeah. or Gotham or whatever it may be. But the point is, is that D- the DC universe itself and the Earth was uh, was at stake. In this story, it's just a bunch of people fighting. Yeah, and that's why I, I've never liked it ever. I hope yeah. that when they do the Secret Wars movie, it is the Secret Wars that is set on Earth um because the oh the new one like the 2015 one or whatever yeah when like earth becomes battle world and like the plan the different countries are uh divided up into like different hero groups like Mm -hmm. there's like the spider verse and the x-men area like it's all kind of that that Mm -hmm. seems way more interesting like having the heroes divided and having to like protect different places and figure out what's going on yeah this Mm -hmm. is a mess um I don't know. It it doesn't it doesn't work because they the idea that they had sucks. <laughs> I guess right, that's it. Right, like I don't right. I, there's nothing else to it's it's the the premise is interesting as like a sentence, right? Like right. like oh, all of these heroes have to band together with uh the aliens of this world and right overthrow the villains that have taken over over the past year that's pretty cool but it's just like how they're choosing to tell the story is so bad they 
they write out the Fantastic Four in this episode in a sentence. Like, uh-huh. they were such big parts of the last one. It ends with the thing being like, I totally trust you, Spider-Man. You're our leader. And then this one begins with, well, the Fantastic Four have left to go fight Doctor Doom without us. <laughs> like, it's mm-hmm. so strange. They realize that the hole that they've dug themselves in with all of these heroes in this 22-minute episode um, where they are also introducing Blade and Morbius at the start and finish of it. So it's even taking away more time from all of the other heroes that they've introduced. It's just so much in one episode, and it's it almost feels like this is the they could end it here. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like next episode, they figure out a way to go home. Like, what else do you do after they've gotten rid right. of the bad guy's base? Right. Well, I guess we'll I don't know. find out. But yeah, I, I just can't believe that the original Secret Wars was 12 agonizing issues long. You know, I've tried to reread it, reread it twice as an adult and I couldn't get through it. It's just terrible, yeah. you know. Uh, so, yeah, these two episodes are garbage. Yeah, and we didn't even get like a. I, I thought we were gonna get like symbiote Spider Man or something, right, or right. Uh, I guess we did. We get that already. Well, we got we Venom, did get Venom. Yeah, I don't really know. It's been a blur. We've been reading comics and cart reviewing cartoons. Yeah, it's been a blur. But this episode wasn't good. I just they just did it. I mean, as bad as Secret Wars is, they did it all wrong. Like at least stick to the premise to some extent. Yeah. Um, yeah you know what actually speaking of of that like the the comics and the cartoon mixing when i was watching this episode i was like oh that's cool they're gonna introduce the storyline where black cat's uh uh father worked for the red skull was forced to work for the red skull that's pretty cool and then when the flashback actually started i was like oh that's just from the cartoon and they're showing it again. Right, right, right. Which is right, right, also right. crazy that they spent so much time with the flashback of Felicia's father, who uh-huh. is tied to the Red Skull, who doesn't really even have much screen time in this episode. Like, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. crazy that that all, all of that time is spent either flashing back or we're with Blade and Morbius or we're walking in a desert. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's a pretty poor uh, allocation of time in this one. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, so yeah, just as I kind of suspected, the Secret Wars adaptation is pretty terrible. There's still one more episode of Secret Wars to review, and there's two more episodes of the cartoon review, then we are done with the Spider-Man animated series from the 90s. So Dang. yeah, that's coming up in a couple weeks. But next week, we are going to be reviewing Spider-Man 325, which is continuing the Assassin, actually concluding the Assassin Nation plot. Uh, Web of Spider-Man number 57 features part two of Sucked In by Skinhead. And Spectacular Spider-Man 57 features, I'm going from memory here, features, I think it's the Puma. I don't remember. But anyway, oh, yeah, Puma's back. And yeah, Puma's back. Yeah. Yeah. Be sure to join us for that one. And I hope uh, G.I. Julie and Becca will be back next week. And yeah, Josh, I hope so. you can take it from here. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. It really helps when you leave us reviews or comments over on our YouTube channel. Or you can find us at thecomicbooksyndicate.com. All of our podcasts 
and videos and stuff are there. You can also find our podcast anywhere else you can find podcasts. So Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts. Did I say it already? Anywhere you can find podcasts. Not Twitter anymore, I guess. So, yeah, let's keep in touch and uh, let's keep that comics conversation going. That's right. So until next Monday, Spider Friends, go for it!